Early engagement on contracts is evidently the answer to questions aplenty. How to control project costs, how to achieve smoother project delivery, and what is the best way to enhance collaboration on a project. Now, early involvement by all stakeholders enables a live view of the project during its course, ensuring that all participants are in alignment, performing their duties within their contractual frameworks. Now, what is a contractor's role here? I'm going to leave this question and more to be answered by our industry expert and guest for today. I'm joined by Alex Operations Director, Sean McHugh for today's podcast. Thank you very much, Sean, for joining me in the podcast studio today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's, uh, of course, shine the spotlight first on you, Sean. The, you know, let's talk about the contractor's role. Could you tell us what is the contractor's role in ensuring uh, early engagement from all stakeholders on a project? I think the trouble is, it's very difficult for contractors to get themselves involved. Um, you know, really, it's something that needs to be driven by the employer um, up front. And it's very difficult to sort of motivate that from a contractor's perspective. We talk about it a lot when we meet with our clients. We try and encourage them to do it. It's always a very difficult thing because it takes quite a mature approach from all the stakeholders and it's very much based on trust. I mean, obviously, there's a lot we can offer. Uh, we're not the whole picture, but we're certainly one of the sort of key stakeholders in the job. So if you're thinking about planning a project to run really, really efficiently from the get-go, um, you know, it kind of makes sense to try and have one of the bigger players involved. I mean, you know, we can offer a lot in terms of advice around constructability. Um, you know, we are actively procuring subcontractors and materials in the market every day of our lives. So, you know, we pretty switched on to what's going on in terms of material technology, construction methodologies, the right sort of choices to make around uh, various types of jobs. So there's a lot we can offer, um, but it's a difficult one because it really, you know, early contract involvement, you're essentially getting involved before design and costs are properly known on a job. Yeah. So it's in direct conflict with the typical contractual uh, arrangements that we see here, which are quite traditional. So how do you involve one contractor early on before you really know your design and your cost properly um, and still demonstrate the sort of competition that a lot of the, the employers need to, to demonstrate? So it's a tricky one. That's very interesting. And also, um, could you tell me why early contract involvement is so integral to the successful delivery of a project? And maybe you could also talk a bit here about uh, just Alex's success stories uh, from its portfolio. Okay, so so like I said earlier, I mean, you know, when you when you're designing a job, I mean, you've you obviously move through the various stages of design, mm -hmm. and once a client um, and his designer have locked themselves into a concept that they're happy with and you move into the more sort of schematic and technical design stages of a job, there's a lot there that we can help with. So choosing the composition of the structure, um, the types of materials that are going to be used, how you detail certain things because they make it easy for you to construct. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for example, if, you've, if, if an employer has partnered with a contractor and we know the systems we use in terms of our formwork systems, et cetera, we can actually do slight tweaks to the structure to make sure that it suits our standard equipment mm -hmm. and actually makes it a lot cheaper. So there's all these kind of little efficiencies that we can we can build in. Also, a lot of the projects around town, I mean, as Dubai's got more and more developed, uh, construction sites become a little bit more difficult to work on. Mm -hmm. uh, before, we used to have a lot of 
open space, now very much it's sort of inner city building. So logistically, there's a lot to think about. And sometimes you can really hamstring a job if you make the wrong decisions in the design because it just doesn't lend itself to be being built easily, lo mm -hmm. logistically. Success stories we've had, I mean, one of the... Um, one of the most successful ones I'd say was Dubai Airport, the last phase we did on Dubai Airports. I mean, that was quite a, a mature approach from the client there. So we had an early contract involvement. It was a two-stage tender and we worked quite closely with the designers mm -hmm. and exactly that, just helping select, you know, the right kinds of methods of building and materials um, in the job. And then also what that involved was, which is quite common with the early contract involvement, is a, a kind of collaborative open book procurement process. So we go out with the clients and the designers and we procure the job together, um, which, which is great because you're getting the job going earlier and you're actually going out and getting the best possible um, deal in the market with the right contractors at the right time for the job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that helps the job um, really uh, get going off the right foot. I mean, another thing we see, which is a common problem in the market is developers are quick to try and make a start on site as quickly as they can. And quite often, you're not really ready to start. So if we're involved in the design process, we've actually got an opportunity to say, listen, we can make a start. But to be honest, if you just waited another month or two, the job's not actually going to finish any earlier or any later. And we can actually do a much better job of being ready so that when we do start, it's a, it's a much slicker operation and it brings about a lot of cost efficiency. So quite often, you can start too early. So it's just helping the client realize when the right time is to pull the trigger and start spending the money. Because as long as you're designing and thinking about the job and planning it, the costs are low. The minute you mobilize, that's when the costs go up. Mm -hmm. And when things do go wrong, that's when you end up in claims and those sorts of things, which, I mean, that just damages relationships from the outset. So, you know, you want to try and avoid that. Right. You've gone into depth about the uh, success stories and about the advantages of early contract involvement. Could you share how a project might suffer from the lack of uh, such early engagement? Yeah. Uh, look, I think the biggest problem on jobs is how people behave when things start to go wrong. And uh, because the, the projects are set up quite traditionally here, um, you know, the minute there's a delay on the job or something goes wrong, people have, you know, very quickly moved to posturing from a contractual perspective, instead of focusing on, you know, what's the real solution to the problem. So that's where I see things really go wrong. So, you know, instead of getting quick decisions and people getting around the table and collectively finding the right solution for the problem you've got and get the job going as quickly as possible, people spend their efforts trying to protect themselves contractually. Uh, and, you know, that's when relationships start to get damaged, um, claims start going, going, you know, from one party to another, um, those things just escalate very quickly and you end up with a job that, you know, it's just gets off on the bad foot. And usually when things go wrong, it's upfront, you know, it's, it's in the early stages. So the best thing to try and do is to try and avoid those. Um, and that's, you know, that's where I'd say things go wrong. That's what can really be avoided with an early contractor involvement is getting all of these things figured out upfront before you actually start and avoiding that conflict from the outset. Now, taking our discussion further, of course, are you able to share examples of, say, when a project, uh, you know, involved all of the stakeholders right from the start versus how it pan may have panned out differently when all the stakeholders were involved at a later stage? I mean, we, we're running with a couple of these at the moment. And I, I think, you know, there's a sense in the market from developers and, and, and employers that, um, you know, something is wrong in the market. Um, they're not getting the results they want. They are ending up with a, a lot of conflict. 
And, um, you know, there's a lot of creep in terms of time and cost on their projects. And they, they want to try and find a way to avoid this. So there's a lot of discussion happening in the market at the moment between contractors and clients to try and figure out how things can be done differently. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, we've managed to sort of convert two projects at the moment that we're busy working on an early contract involvement, kind of a, let's say a two-stage pre-construction services agreement. One is with a developer here in Dubai and another one is with a, a client of ours in uh, Abu Dhabi. And in both cases, we've engaged on a two-stage process we, we, where we're currently actually working with their design team to do exactly what I was describing, to try and play a role in figuring out the right way to go forward with the project. And you know, as, as the designers are developing the design in more and more detail, we are participating in that. But at the same time, we iteratively also creating the program for the job, the cost plan, uh, the, the technical methodology. And as we get deeper and deeper into the design, all of these things develop along with that. Mm -hmm. So by the time you reach the end of your sort of technical design stage, you've actually got a project that's very well thought out. You've got buy-in from all parties on what the building's going to look like, how it's going to get built, what the costs are. You know, all of that has been figured out and everybody's sort of bought into that. So when those projects actually do kick off into the construction stage, it'll be very interesting to see how the behaviors actually um, materialize. Because I think it's already there's some very strong relationships developing and some very good thinking across the different companies that are involved. Um, very positive. So I think, I think those will be some two very good examples of, you know, where this could end up. Right. It's interesting that you mentioned that, you know, when you consider early contractors involvement, uh, of course, you come up with a project that is very well thought of and you kind of also get a live view of the project in some sense. Now, uh, do you also want to go further into detail about how, um, you know, early stakeholder and early contractor involvement helps with um, coming up with innovative solutions and also better project planning? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, there's some amazing technologies that are available nowadays. Um, I mean, you know, People talk a lot about BIM. BIM's actually been here a long time, um, and we tend to think about it purely as sort of a modeling tool, mm -hmm. but actually it's so much more than that in terms of a collaborative platform, in terms of a central data source. Everybody's doing all their thinking in one place. So we've got some great technologies, and I think historically the problem has been that we've tried to sort of force these new technologies into an old framework. It doesn't really fit. Uh, what we need to be doing is trying to rethink the framework around the technologies that are available to us. And I think that's where these more collaborative models, um, early contractor involvement, two-stage um, processes can actually use those effectively. And in both the examples I described, we're actually using BIM uh, mm -hmm. very heavily. So, you know, there's some great bolt-ons to that as well. So not only are we modeling the job in 3D, I mean, all of the, the program is being built in the model, the sequencing, um, you know, uh, as the detail gets developed, we're actually costing in those models as well. So we can do all sorts of different scenario planning. Those technological tools are out there and they're available for us to use. And until we start using them properly, they're not going to, let's say, develop to the, to the stage that we need them at. Um, so that's, a, that's where I think the innovation will happen is when people rethink the framework, start actually using these new technologies that are available and allowing those service providers to develop that into something that we need. So, I mean, we all can imagine what these softwares and technologies can actually achieve at the end of the day, but somebody's got to do that work. And it won't really happen until people start using it in a proper way. 
Um, so that's what I'm quite excited about. I, mean, I can already see that some of the service providers are, you know, quite keen on what's going on and they're learning from the process with us. Well, you've shared some very valuable insights, Sean. Thank you very much again for joining us in the studios today. It was a pleasure hosting you on the podcast. Thanks. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for watching. That was all from me. But do stay around and stay tuned. We'll be back very soon with another guest and another interesting topic. Until then, you know the drill. Like, share, subscribe and comment on what you'd like for us to speak about next week. Thank you.